Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight down the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO Radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Lana, and Lana's been having UFO encounters for the better half of the last decade. Lana, welcome to the show. Hi, Kate. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on. I always love a good UFO encounter, and yours are really, really interesting because they don't involve just you. They involve a non-believer that may be converted. So I'm very excited to talk to you. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool uh, something a little bit um different but definitely exciting yeah for sure so are you able to take me back to the start and tell me where your where you really had your first ufo encounter and what that really entailed yeah so um basically i was around about 16 years old um i've never had like a normal sleep pattern i've always like woken up throughout the night and um for whatever reason this one night i just decided i'll go out and sit on my back deck and so i just went and sat out on the top of the stairs and i was just enjoying the cool night air um it was a really clear night it was really still um i lived at the time, sort of like in the hinterland on the Sunshine Coast. So it was really pretty. There's lovely trees everywhere. So I was looking into my neighbor's yard and looking at the gum trees that sort of like border their yard. And as I was following them up, I'm looking up towards the sky. And as I like finish at the leaves and the canopy, there's this little section of open sky above me. And then as my eyes hit it, just like this massive 
blinding white flash hits me. Um, it was so, so bright and overwhelming that like all of my vision, everything just went white. Um, it was kind of, you could describe it, I guess, like a giant, giant camera flash. Like someone had like a camera the size of a plane in the sky that like took a photo or something. So it was super, super disorienting and it only lasted a second and as soon as it came, it was gone and I'm just sort of left sitting there like I, I, you know, there's fight, flight or freeze and I just froze. Like I was so scared I just couldn't do anything because I'm thinking what could that possibly have been because there is no sound I'm thinking like, okay, in the sky, helicopter, obviously it wasn't a helicopter that close. I would have heard something. It would have been hitting the trees if it were that close. And um, I just had no idea what it could have been. And so, yeah, it, it pretty much just ended with me frozen at the top of the stairs, unable to move for like five minutes. I don't blame you at all because that's, yeah. that's one of those types of encounters that just really captures you off guard and what what do you make of that because yeah. you, know, you just you go outside to to i don't know relax for a minute and yeah. then this happens i mean was there was there any indication that you could see this thing doing I don't know, like maybe flying around or anything like that after that no actually it was quite funny because it was like almost I could see it sort of like came from a source, if that makes sense. So it came from one source that was like facing me, but it almost looked like it was something that was perhaps joined onto the bottom of something else. I don't really know, but whatever it was, wasn't visible. Let's just say that. Um, So only the light was the only thing that sort of like came through. And as I said, it only lasted like, boom, like a flash for one second, everything goes white, and then just you're back to total, complete, eerie silence, you know? Like, it was just like, okay, what do I do now? Um, And, you know, because you go into that primal sort of fear mode as well, you're sort of like all of your senses are heightened and you're, even though I was stuck there, I'm thinking like, okay, you know, if I move, something's going to get me, you know, like that's just where your brain goes in that moment. And so I didn't hear anything. I couldn't see anything. I was, yeah, as I said, I was stuck there for a couple of minutes too because I was like too scared to even get up. Um, but no, I, I couldn't see or hear or anything else in terms of even like disturbances or anything like that in the area. You couldn't see anything where this light came from. It was just all yeah. of a sudden, just a big flash, and that was it. Yep, yep. It was just, oh, it just came came seemingly from nowhere, and it freaked me out so bad, I think, as well, because it was just, as you were saying, like, you're just sitting out there relaxing, and I'm looking up, just sort of, like, tracing the tree line upwards, and then as soon as my eyes hit this like dark patch of sky it's like poof you know and it was really really disorienting um but yeah I think like that primal fear comes into it because one obviously you don't know what's going on but you just have no idea how to respond to it like you know 
Well, that's it. People aren't made to deal with those types of situations, you know. It's yeah, that's that's something that's you know genuinely from out of this world, almost by the sounds of yeah. it. It's it's really really odd because I I wonder if this thing that was in the sky thought you were looking at it and it maybe had to yeah. protect itself or something. I don't know because I mean, like, uh, even just on your show and everything, I've heard of other people talking about like cloaking and how they've seen um, ships that are basically like, you know, almost exactly the same as the sky behind it. So they almost didn't see it or something. So, I mean, that could have been the case. And I just like, you know, as I said, it happened so quickly. And because I wasn't really like looking and I just got so blinded by this flash, like, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it was really, really, really freaky. <laughs> Do you happen to know if you had any missing time or anything like that? See, this is the thing. Because I was, like, around about 16 years old and I was so scared, I didn't think to, like, look at anything. And at the time, I didn't really know about, you know, the phenomena of missing time and things like that. So I I didn't even think to check. Um, I'm pretty sure I ran inside and then ran to my mum's room to like, mum, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I I wish that I um had known to check for something like that, but I just didn't know at the time. That's probably a question that you're never going to know the answer to, unfortunately. Yeah, I know, it, and I have thought about it a lot as well because that would be the the thing that would really play on my mind is mm. what happened there because maybe yeah. maybe it was a, a flash that kind of dispersed everywhere or yep. I'm wondering if this was just a flash that was directed at you yeah well as I say like it was so disorienting so you kind of have no idea really what's going on there but I really wish that I had some concept of at least you know like a rough gauge of what the time was when I went out and when I came back in but yeah <laughs> So before that incident, were you much of a, did you know much about UFOs or, or anything like that? Because you said that you didn't really know um, about the whole missing time phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But before that, were you were you kind of aware of what, say, UFOs were in, in pop culture and things like that? Yeah, um, I have loved like the whole concept of like aliens, UFOs and everything like that since I was a child, but I don't really know where that fascination started it was just sort of like my mum would take me to get like dvds or something like that as like a four-year-old or whatever and i'd be like let's get this like alien documentary (laughs) she'd be like "Mm, maybe let's get disney instead like but um yeah so i was always interested in it but i guess just in a way that it was like something that was really intriguing to me because I always remember being really, really little. And my first question I'd love to ask people is, do you believe in aliens? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just this little weird child that's like, you know, kind of obsessed. But um, I don't seem to have like any, you know, memories or anything like that from when I was younger. Um, say like anything that... Um, like an experience that would have triggered anything that I am aware of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there was, there's nothing in there that kind of makes you feel like there was something that drew you to that for a reason. I don't think so. No, it was just, it's just always been there. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. I think that's great. And I was mm. pretty much the same when I was a, a younger uh, yeah. person that um, I was just fascinated with that type of stuff. And I, I swear my parents must have thought I was an absolute weirdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
met my mum too, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, you had that encounter there, but that's mm-hmm. not the only encounter that you've had with uh, with UFOs now, is it? No. Um, and see, it's... I don't even know really what to call these events. Like, I, I tend to call them um, light flash episodes because I just have no other, like, vocabulary, basically, to describe what's going on. But, um... No, I did have another one of these sort of episodes and it was a lot more recently. It was actually only last year. Um, And it got a little bit more scary, I would say, because it got a lot closer this time. Um, So obviously, like the first time this happened to me, I looked up into the night sky, something hits me and... I know even in a in a sense of like oh you don't know what it was it's like you can still think of like a couple of things to maybe settle your mind you know that might maybe logically this could have happened or whatever but this second time it happened inside my house so it really unnerved me I think more than anything um so basically what happened was I had just gone to bed. Um, my partner stays up a lot later than me and he was off in another room. And so we basically will just, you know, close the whole house up, turn all the lights off and I'll go to bed and he shuts himself off in his other room. And um, I went to bed and I had just gotten in. I was just, you know, doing that little shuffle you do to get comfy. And as I was shuffling, I just so happened to sort of face towards the doorway and we leave the door open and through the darkness like just again like as my eyes hit this area this again white blinding bright flash hits me from above but this time like I said in the first episode it was like a it came from a source and it was the same this time but it was a lot smaller um and as I say it was inside so it was underneath a roof um uh in a in a controlled environment so I just I absolutely freaked out so um I'm lying there in the dark flash this thing boom hits me and I just immediately start like calling out for my partner I was too scared again to like get up and do anything because I it to me it looked like you know those big um bulky camping torches it was almost sort of like that size I guess like if someone would have turned one of those on and held it above you while you were in bed but it was just blinding white like Um, And as I said, it like, you know, it makes your vision just like go white for like a flash of a camera sort of thing. And so (laughs) I yell for my partner and he runs in quickly and turns the lights on and everything. And I should mention at this point, he's an absolute skeptic. (laughs) Um, He just, he he never would um, even sort of, give any uh, leeway to the idea of like paranormal and stuff so I just wouldn't talk to him about that kind of stuff and that's fine but obviously I like I have to tell him what's just happened and I'm thinking like what how do I 
explain this, you know, like, oh, hey, I was laying in the dark and then a light flashed on me, but it wasn't our bedroom light. It Like, I just didn't know what to say. So I just like explained it as best I could. And that was basically probably what I, what I said. Um, and his immediate reaction <clears throat> was logically to check the house for intruders. Um, and I'm sort of lying there like, you know, not moving out of bed, but the lights are on now, so I'm feeling a bit more safe. But I'm kind of like, I know that that wasn't a person, you know? Like, that there was no sound, there was no nothing. I know there's no one in my house. I live in this tiny little unit, you know? And, you know, he goes off and checks the place, and there's, of course, no one in there. All Everything's locked and shut still. So it kind of just gets to this point of, like, well, what do we do then? Like, you know? So he kind of sat with me and I was still really freaked out actually that night. Um, but I just decided, you know, I'll, I'll go back to sleep. It'll be fine. But throughout, I want to say maybe like a couple of weeks um, around this time, our bedroom light started to randomly turn on in the middle of the night. And um, quite often it would turn on and just like enough to wake you up. And so you'd open your eyes and be like, oh, why is the light on? And then it would turn itself off. And so it was almost like something was just trying to get your attention or something. That's really creepy. Yeah, it was really, really weird. And I think sort of different times, either like one of me or my partner would like wake up when it would happen. Like, so sometimes both of us might wake up or other times one of us might have just woken up and the other stayed asleep while the light turned on. So it was kind of like, oh man, like, <laughs> you know, uh, why do I have to be alone in this situation, you know? <laughs> and um, it was particularly freaky too. Like if you woke up by yourself with the light turning on and by the time you sort of like look over to your partner to, you know, like I go to wake him up and then the light turns off and I'm like, don't do that to me. <laughs> like, you know, like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's that's just straight up messing with you and that's yeah i don't know if it's trying to be funny or if it's trying to scare you because one it's kind of i think that's super super creepy activity to be going on yeah it's it's weird because it it seems like to me at least it was like it wanted attention you know you don't you don't wake me up by flashing the light in my eyes and then turn it off the second i wake up you know (laughs) um but the, the really weird thing was, um, so it took me a very long time to get this out of my partner. Um, cause as I say, he at the time was a massive, massive skeptic. Um, he didn't like to even lend any kind of, you know, credence to anything like that. He wouldn't even think about it. Um, so I ended up getting out of him months and months and months later with the help of, some drinks um that on one of those particular nights during those couple of weeks when we were having the lights turning on and turning off he woke up during the night one time and the light hadn't turned on but he looked over at me lying in the bed beside him and while the light was off he could see these two (laughs) I don't even really know how to describe them, but, like, figures, like, shape of a person, the outline silhouette of a person, 
but made of just pure white light. Um, and so they apparently were tall, thin, sort of, you know, like lanky. Um, but he basically saw these two beings leaning over me while I was asleep. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've just got chills listening to that because... <laughs> I couldn't imagine being in that situation, being your partner, because yeah. to, to go from being someone who, who's a non-believer to mm. seeing, which would be like the holy grail of paranormal slash UFO yeah. uh, encounters happening right there to your partner. But also, like, not wanting to, like, believe it's actually happening, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it would have been, like, you know, like, bless him, it would have been a, pretty awful situation to be in but um i could imagine it would have been pretty you know freaky because basically how it ended was um he got a he got a look at them um they were you know as i said leaning over me he said one of them might have even been crouching um but the light turned on and then all of a sudden you can't see these light beings anymore um so that kind of almost makes me wonder like are they there when the light's on and you can't see? Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> My mind is swimming with theories right now because... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, honestly, I, I have this idea that the there's something in that, that, that unit or that house that was trying to yeah. protect you from these things. Oh, Yeah. That's well, my I, theory because I, I'm wondering. I like the sound of that. Yeah, because I wonder if it's turning the light on just as these things are maybe approaching you or something like that. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. Oh, that's kind of a cool, cool theory. Uh, it's, it's also a little bit scary though. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am... Um... You know, I've obviously, like, since being told that, when I, first off, when he told me that, I was like, my head exploded. I was like, how could you keep that from me? Like, um, but I think for me, I immediately kind of felt peaceful about it. Um, and I don't know if that's just me associating, you know, white light with good, pure, you know, whatever. Um, and that might be because, you know, growing up, um, I would, you know, be told about like white light meditation, you know, if you're getting scared of anything, imagine yourself in white light and everything like that. So 
that was always something that I guess I associated with positive, good, healing, you know. Um, so I, would, I, I didn't, though, know how to take that any further, like how to sort of apply that. Yeah, it's what this could be, though. <laughs> oh, absolutely! It's something mm. that would—I don't know how anyone would really try yeah. to understand that or cope with that because it's—it's it's such a an unknown of what that could be. Because it, it, I wonder if it could be something extraterrestrial. I wonder if it could mm. be something spiritual. Yeah. Um, it could be something, uh, you know, something paranormal of some completely different kind that we don't even understand yet. Yeah, see, because I was kind of, I don't know, I think because the first time that it happened, it happened in the night sky, I think you automatically go, UFO. (laughs) But then when you have another experience and it happens inside your house, um, it gets a bit fuzzier, you know, like, it's like, oh, well, mm, that wasn't in the sky, that wasn't like a flying object, you know, that was... I have no idea what that was. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I hear about people talking about Min Min lights and things like that, and I love that, but obviously I don't think a Min Min light's coming into your house, like, (laughs) to check on you while you're sleeping. So I just don't really know what category sort of to put it in, but I think with these things you do have to sort of trust your... Um, your instinct and what you sort of like feel about the situation as well. Um, And I guess I don't feel in the moment. I feel terrified, but like afterwards when I think about it, um, I'm kind of like, okay, well that was cool. And I mean, I can't see anything wrong or like that, you know, nothing's, nothing's happened to me. I'm not sick. Nothing's, you know, but it really does make you, I guess just question everything and <laughs> wonder what's going on. So what did what does your partner think of all of this now? <laughs> um I think he's a bit more sort of open to these things now, but still, you know, he's always based in logic. He's always trying to find, you know, um uh, a reasonable, let's say, expect uh explanation for things. And I think that that's really great, you know, like he he grounds things a lot, um, but I'm not really sure, you know. I think he's he's open to it, but we haven't really had anything else happen. So, I mean, like, touch wood, but, you know, um, I'd be interested to see if, you know, say in the future something else was to happen, I would want to see how he'd react to it that time, you know, <laughs> see if it might change or, yeah. So how how many times did this this type of phenomenon happen? Um, so the flash has only happened to me twice, um, and yeah, like, so it's only been those two times with the flash for me. Um, but I also do have some stories from my family as well to do with UFOs and things like that. So I wasn't really sure. Um, you know, whether to tie that in, because again, I'm, we're not really sure what we're talking about here, <laughs> but um, I think it kind of uh, maybe could add to the story a little bit, knowing family history. Yeah, for sure. Like, what what are some of those encounters that's kind of happened to yeah. your family? Yeah, well, um, the main one that really, 
really piqued my interest when I found out about it was actually my great aunt and her husband. So this was back in the 1950s. This was in um, Mornington Peninsula in Victoria. So I think I think I was told it was around an area called Rosebud. Um, so basically my great aunt and uncle were driving home one night um, and this is country Victoria so you know very pretty and country roads and especially back in the 50s so as they're driving suddenly this bright thing I don't know if they actually had the vocabulary again to describe what it was that they were seeing and the interesting thing about that though is that my uncle he was actually an airman in the army. So he's sort of looking at this craft or this thing, whatever it is that's landing on the road in front of their car. So he's stopping the car and he's just thinking, you know, what is this thing? I have no scope of what this is. And I fly planes, you know, for a living. And he apparently turned to my aunt and said, I've got to go check it out. So he gets out of the car and at this point apparently all that both of them could remember was my uncle walking towards the car and my aunt stayed in the car just absolutely hysterically screaming because she just, you know, one, she didn't want to be left on her own in the car. She didn't know what was happening and she certainly wouldn't have wanted her husband going out of the car while they didn't know what was going on. And so I feel like they had some missing time in that situation um, because, as I say, that was all that they could remember. And when this happened back in the 50s, you know, they were very religious people. They were in a small town and they just had no idea who to talk to about this kind of thing. They thought, you know, we can't possibly bring this up to any of our friends to anybody in town because they're going to think we're mad but they had this incredible experience that they basically only ended up telling my grandpa which was um that aunt's brother and it's kind of just been this weird thing that's been in our family and I couldn't believe that it took so long for me to find that story out to be honest with you but um yeah so that was that was the encounter from the 50s and we do have also that aunt who was in that experience her niece uh also lived down in the Mornington Peninsula sort of that area I believe that this place was called Baxter in Victoria and they owned this large farm down there and that um niece would look out the window all night and just watch what she would call UFOs flying through the sky and landing on this hill that was behind their farm. You're kidding. No, and I'm just like, it was just like such a casual thing, you know? It was just like, yeah, that, that just, that happened like most nights, you know? <laughs> wow. Lana, your know. family has got some like secret history going yeah, on here. <laughs> going on. <laughs> yeah, so it was pretty wild and that that um, niece, so she, I think technically, because, you know, I get confused with all of the, like, family tree stuff, so I think technically I would call her my 
auntie or something like that, but it's my mum's cousin. I don't know. Anyway, she actually um, passed away, I think it was at the very beginning of this year, at the very end of last year, and we only just got those stories from her because she was one of the last – well, no, she would have been the last living person who knew the story of my uncle and aunt that night. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah, out on the road in Melbourne Um, because, as I said, they just – they did not tell anybody about this. They were so – scared about what their you know their reputation getting ruined and people thinking that they're crazy so they would only tell a couple of people and they were only people in our family and one of them must have just happened to be that you know niece of theirs that was also very interested in UFOs so I can imagine that she would have found great comfort sort of you know in hearing things like that and for me to a certain degree as well it's quite cool to sort of look back and think okay well you know my aunt and my (laughs) my great aunt and um everything like that you know they had their experiences but yeah it's pretty cool it's unbelievable it is one of the most fascinating ufo stories that i've ever heard i mean having a (laughs) ufo land in front of your car and then yeah then nothing like yeah, and no, then you just, no memory, nothing like that. Yeah, and I the thing I love about that story particularly is that Fraser, the uncle, he was an airman, so he's looking at this flying object, just going, "What am I looking at?" You know, to the point where, despite all the danger and the fear he must have been feeling, he felt the need to get out of the car and go up and try to see what this thing is. <laughs> it's it just makes me wonder what kind of secret they lived with their whole yeah. life because yeah. i wonder if there's more to that story i wonder if there's mm. if they if they encountered things that they they just couldn't bring themselves to talk about absolutely i i think about that as well because if it was so hard to tell even family that you know that much of a story imagine you know what they wouldn't want to tell anybody <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's a shame that story's kind of lost to time now. It would have been, it would have been fascinating to kind of get a, a record of that because, yeah, it, that could have been one of Australia's most, I guess, important UFO encounters. Possibly. I mean, I wish I could have um, gotten it straight from the source, but as I say, they were my great aunt and uncle, so they were probably you know gone when I was child which is really unfortunate I would have really loved to chat to them one-on-one and you know I feel like maybe it would have even been therapeutic for them to get all the details out because it's like finally you know I can just tell someone everything yeah absolutely and it's and it's so disappointing that it happened at a time where they just they felt like they couldn't talk to anyone about it Mm. that's the that's the real shame of all of that absolutely yeah so Lana these encounters that you've had, mm-hmm. what do you think they are? Like, do you, do you think they might be something otherworldly? Do you think it might be more paranormal now that you've kind of spoken about it? Um, I think, see, through my sort of like research and stuff, I call it research, it's loosely termed Googling. Um, so <laughs> I just sort of, you know, I've, I've looked up so many times specifically like, beings made of white light, light beings, energy beings, whatever these things could be, because I've 
heard other people talking about stories that involve them and I've always sort of heard them referred to as different things and one story that I actually heard I can't remember which podcast I was listening to but this guy said that he actually saw one of these beings in his house one time and it was at a time that his dog was really sick and his wife was praying and praying and praying for this dog and apparently he sees this energy being in his house and the next day his dog is you know cured this old dog is you know feeling like a puppy again or whatever but again um that's like a secondhand account but it kind of made me like ooh, you know maybe it's a good thing maybe it was healing me like and I think that that's just um just your just my brain wanting that to be like a nice truth um because everything else you're just kind of like oh my god what what are they what are these guys and what do they want <laughs> yeah it's I I would try to take it as positively as you can yeah because I mean the the fact that the these light beings that seem to be almost looking over you is yeah it, that very well could just be a, a good omen yeah and I think it's always good to have that type of positive mindset when it comes to this type of stuff because yeah it's it's so easy to go down that rabbit hole of oh could it be could it be dangerous could it be bad I mean heck I even did it about 20 minutes ago with you to go <laughs> I wonder if the lights turning on and off were like a warning yeah. to rid these things but who, who knows <laughs> Yeah, well, like, as you say, it's, like, kind of trying to piece together all of the little bits of these scenarios because, to me, it seems like it has to link up, you know, the flashes coming from the sky and from above me and then these light beings standing above me and also our light above us in our bedroom turning on and off and things like that. It's, you know, it's all things involving light <laughs> of, of different degrees and the fact that it's happened in different houses and different areas too because I, I currently um, live in a different area to where I did when the first account happened when I was a teenager. Um, so uh, that, you know, again leads you to sort of question like is this something that's following me or is this me? Like is this something to do with me? Or um, I don't know. Like there's so many theories that your brain sort of like tries to look for but I guess that's kind of the beauty of this game is you don't know so you, you can't really uh can't really think too hard about anything really you can have fun speculating but i mean as i said nothing negative has happened to me um so i can't i can't just automatically be scared you know and that's the best way to be because as long as you're you're not in danger and mm. the the experiences are either neutral or positive yeah there's there's nothing to worry about probably. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, I'm just going to take things as they come and I mean, I'm more just curious about everything more than anything. Like as I said, it's scary when it, you're in the moment, but afterwards you just want to know more, you know. And that's going to do it for tonight and remember if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Hold up. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 